So today we are going to be wrapping up our series in the pastoral epistles, um, looking at the final bit of 2 Timothy chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, you want to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and uh, we're going to be reading um, verse 9 through to the end. Even if it's never happened to you personally, we all at least know someone who has been hurt by others within the church. There are those whose reputations have been trashed by gossip and lies that have been told about them. Others have been shortchanged by Christian businessmen who lacked integrity. Far too many have had their innocence robbed of them by sexual predators. In my work with Power to Change, where I'm doing online mentoring, I hear a lot of stories who will no longer darken the door of a church because of the hurts that they have faced by judgmental churchgoers. Paul was also let down by people that he trusted in his ministry, but his response was quite different. Let's read what it says, starting at verse 9. Do your best to come to me soon, for Damas in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescon has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus, I have sent Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me. All deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prissa and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus remained at Corinth, and I left Trophimus, who was ill, at Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends greetings to you, as do Pudens and Linus and Claudia and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Timothy had, or I mean Paul, had every right to condemn those who had abandoned him in his time of need. But, but his message to Timothy holds no judgment against them at all. Look, look at what he says here in verse 16. He says, May it not be charged against them. So do you think he was just trying to maintain unity in the church? And so he had decided to somehow be, you know, the bigger man in these relationships? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe he had forgiven those who let him down. 
But he now determined that he would never put himself in a position to depend on them ever again. Again, I don't think that was what was in his heart. Paul was able to be in a, a partnership with broken people who had made hurtful decisions because he had confidence in our God who is always faithful. Look at verse 17. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. God is the one who gave him strength, who gave him confidence to continue on, to, to uh, not charge those who had hurt him with, with, with some kind of condemnation, but instead uh, he was trusting in God to care for him and to bring him safely. Go, you read on, he says, uh, verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely into his kingdom, heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. See, Paul understood that God takes these hurts that we have endured and then redeems them for our benefit and for his glory. So he was able to, to not hold these hurts against those that had abandoned him. But instead, he extends the hand of reconciliation. If your confidence is, is, de, is on the dependability of people around you in this church, you are going to be disappointed. If your ability to be able to, uh, to build relationships and, and function with others within this congregation, if that is dependent on their ability to, to never let you down, to always have your back, you are going to be disappointed. There are lots of loving people here who will go to great lengths to stand with you in your time of need. But I guarantee you, there will, be a, there will be a point when, when we all will let you down. But when Jesus is your confidence, you can know that He will never abandon you. He will stand by you in your time of trial. He will never take advantage of you. He will always be serving you in love. He will never deal selfishly with you. That's the confidence that we can have. He is a God who heals broken relationships so that those who you were once disappointed in can soon become precious to you again. It's here in this passage that we see the, the, the completion or the, the resolution of the conflict that Paul and Barnabas had way back in, in Acts chapter 15. You remember there it talks about how as they were heading out on their second missionary journey that there rose a, a conflict between the two of them. Paul did not want to include John Mark in their team that would be going out to the second missionary journey because it was John Mark who had left them in Pamphylia, who had abandoned them there and, and quit because it was too much for him. And Paul didn't want to be in a place of uh, having to trust him again. 
Barnabas, the son of encouragement, had a different perspective. And he wanted to extend grace and saw within John Mark a, a young man who had potential, who, who the Lord was going to be using in ministry. And, and so the two of them went separate ways. Barnabas with John Mark and Paul and Silas and the others on their second missionary journey. Here in this passage, we see that God had been working in Paul's heart over time. And even though at one point he was unwilling or unable to put his trust in John Mark again, here we see a transformation that had happened in Paul's hearts. Look at verse 11. He says there, Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. God was able to soften Paul's heart and to, uh, to reconcile that broken relationship and to put Paul in a place where he was willing to be vulnerable, to, to put his trust in this one who had let him down before. That's the kind of work that God does in our lives. He takes those hurts. He takes those, uh, those broken trusts he takes those experiences of, of being taken advantage of, 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 of being maliciously dealt with, and he redeems them for his purpose and transforms our heart so that we're willing to, to be in a place of vulnerable relationship with others again. Who, who are the people that have hurt you? I know... There are some of us here who have been hurt by others within this community. It is time to let go of those grudges that we hold. It is time to stop looking for God to condemn those who have betrayed us. Not because they have suddenly become trustworthy, but because God will stand with you even when they don't. And so we can engage in trust again, in relationship with those individuals, uh, to partner together for ministry, to, to share vulnerably with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, because God will carry us safely through to His heavenly kingdom. It is time to reconcile. It is time to heal. It is time to love and trust again because God is going to make those people who have hurt you, who have betrayed you, who have abandoned you, and He will make them valuable and precious to you again. This is a, a tough message. Because the Lord brings to my heart those who, who I have been hurt by, who I have been betrayed by. Those that, uh, that I like to think that I have forgiven, but at the same time, I'm reluctant to engage in ministry again, to, to be put in that position again. But, but my confidence is not in them having reformed or being changed. 
my confidence is that God will stand with me. Is that He has taken those broken relationships and has redeemed them for His purposes so that we can now go forward in love and trust as a part of the body of Christ, depending on one another, so that we can be a testimony of the transformative goodness of our Lord and Savior. Are you ready to trust Him with those people who have hurt you? Are you ready to let go of that hurt and to find in those individuals value once again? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are faithful. But Lord, you know in our hearts it is hard to put ourselves in a place of trusting someone who has betrayed us in the past. And yet, you are a master at making miracles out of our messes. So Lord, we ask that your Spirit would be working in our hearts, bringing us to that place where we no longer hold condemnation against those that we no longer hold those charges against them. But instead we embrace them as brothers and sisters in Christ. That we would see in them someone who is precious and valuable to us. And, and, and that you would bring restoration and reconciliation to those relationships again. So that we can, in this place, be a testimony of your transforming love. And the world around us will see and will recognize that there is something supernatural in the love and relationship that we have with one another. Oh Lord, that, that the world would know that we are your disciples because of the love that we have for one another reflects your perfect redeeming love. Thank you. Amen.